Welcome back to the COVID realm. We are now transitioning into the restaurant industry. Today, we will be dissecting the differences between franchise and the more traditional sole proprietorship. If you're wondering what a franchise is, it is a contractual agreement between two groups. A franchise leases the corporate product to the franchisee, which allows the franchisee to operate a business using a name and format developed and supported by the franchisor. On the opposite side of the coin, a sole proprietorship is a median and most simple form of structure for a business. It is a business that is not related to a corporate structure and is usually managed by one individual, with no distinction between the two entities. We will now decipher the similarities and differences between the franchise Red Lobster and the sole proprietorship The Spaghetti Factory. During your visit to the COVID realm, we hope to convey the strengths and weaknesses that the two forms of ownership endure. It's time to tune in to our interview, where we have Nick Schrader interviewing our experts about the businesses they have been studying. Down to you, Nick. You're on the line. Hey, how's it going? I've been talking, I'm going to be talking to some representatives from Red Lobster and Spaghetti Factory, respectively. Leah Kimball and Sylvia, also known as Toby Myers. Hello, I'm Sylvia Meyer, a.k.a. Toby Myers. I am a representative of the Spaghetti Factory. I have been there since June of 2020, so about four months now. And it is a very cool business to learn about. And now going on to my franchisee. Hi, everyone. It's Leah. And I am the representative of Red Lobster. I've been working there for about three years. And I'm excited to teach you guys a little bit about it. Oh, that's interesting. So, um, Toby, where are you located? And do you know anything about the owners? So we are located in Sylvan Beach, Verona, New York. Um, the owners of this sole proprietorship include my boss, Jason, and his wife, Amanda Spasili. Jason Spasili actually has worked in the franchise business at Uno's Pizzeria and Grill for over 20 years. And then he now moved on to his sole proprietorship, and it is his second season at the Spaghetti Factory. That's interesting. Taking a look at um, franchisees, Leah, what do you think about Red Lobster so far? And who owns it, and where are you guys located? So the Red Lobster headquarters is located in Orlando, Florida, and as for the specific restaurant where I work at, and the one I'll be talking to you guys about today, it is located in New Hartford, New York, which is managed by Chester Galinsky, along with three other managers that run this business, and our district manager of the area is Chris. Oh, gotcha. Interesting. I mean, looking at those two like locations, it couldn't be more diverse. Who would you consider to be the target demographic for each restaurant? What do you think, Toby? So for the Spaghetti Factory, they have been open for 42 years. Therefore, the majority of the customer base consists of regulars. The location also puts a big factor on it because it is by the known beach, Sylvan Beach, and that attracts the target demographic of tourists. In addition, our food is all made to order, in which it means that it's all made fresh. This key aspect will influence our target demographic because it attracts more of an adult slash elderly crowd. So looking at that, I mean, more towards the adult and elders. So what do you think, Leah, being more of a family-owned business, would you say uh, Red Lobster in that location kind of contributes to what kind of target demographic? So Red Lobster is more of a family-oriented based restaurant, and it's more of a friendly environment for like kids to go. And the restaurant is also good for price-wise for many people who want seafood. As for where it is located, it is on Commercial Drive in New Hartford, which is a busy street, so you 
get pretty good business on a usual basis. But with COVID happening recently, we have not been getting as much business. Gotcha. So we're looking at more of a um price, more price focused at restaurant than compared to Spaghetti Factory. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, what type of food items do you each specialize in? And do you have anything that's in common? I guess we'll start with uh, Leah this time, actually. Red Lobster specializes in more seafood-based products. Um, we us- we have like the usual shrimp, paddock, mm-hmm. cod, and crab. We also have non-seafood items like our steaks, chickens, and kinds of pastas. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, looking over at Spaghetti Factory, what has uh, what's going on over there? So even though the Spaghetti Factory has spaghetti in the name, we specialize in more than just that, um, including our steak, our shrimp, haddock, scallops, veal, and chicken dishes. In addition, we have our pasta dishes. So, for example, our tortellini alfredo is one of our biggest hits. And we also include pizza. And then every entree, excluding our pasta specialties, come with a side of spaghetti or steak fries. Oh, gotcha. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, you guys have a very wide variety. I mean, both you guys do. But um, looking at that, uh, what's your highest prices items, um, Leah? For Red Lobster, their highest price range, well, their price range is from about 15 to $30 per meal. As for the highest priced item, it would most likely be one of our family meals, which is the ultimate feast, and it ends up being around $100. But this is only allowed with takeouts and was a specialty during a pandemic, during the pandemic that had happened. And as for our restaurant dining, I would say the highest price item would be the two pound lobster, which is close to $50. These would be the most expensive items on the menu, but with the rest of the menu being a decent price, I feel that is why our range falls into the 15 to $30. What's in the ultimate feast anyways? The ultimate feast is you get um, crab legs, fried shrimp, shrimp scampi, and along with two sides. And our sides offer, they're different sometimes. Pretty diverse. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, that's pretty interesting, yeah. I mean, that sounds like pretty family-friendly, especially during the pandemic. But um, looking over at Spaghetti Factory, what do you guys have for meals then? So the Spaghetti Factory, their price range is between $12 and $30 per meal. Um, our highest priced item is our filet mignon, which runs at $28.99. All of our other meat dishes can range from $15.99 to $23.99. And then for our pasta, though, and the regular spaghetti and meatballs, that starts at $11.99. So those dishes are a bit more cheaper than our meats dishes. And then all of our sauces are made fresh each morning, which this will increase the price of those dishes, except our Alfredo sauce is made from scratch each time it's ordered. So um, looking at the filet mignon, is there anything you get with that? Do you get sides and a drink, or is it just... Yeah, so on the filet mignon itself, you get two onion rings, and then, well, two to three onion rings, it just depends, and then you will get a choice of steak fries or spaghetti as your side. And talking about those, um, when you talk about entrees, what do you guys get Um, just when um, people walk into the restaurant? I know that um, usually you get some sort of breadstick, something like that. So what do you offer over at Spaghetti Factory? So when you first sit down, when you order your entree, you will get a loaf of garlic bread, a toasted loaf of garlic bread with mm-hmm. every entree you order. And it's unlimited and it doesn't cost any extra. Oh, interesting. How about over at uh, Red Lobster? Then? So Red Lobster, you pretty much, if you're in dining, you get as many biscuits as you want. And the Cheddar Bay biscuits are pretty popular. Oh, yeah. So, but the majority, like, rule for us is it's two per meal. So once we take your order, we usually bring you some bread, and it's two, pretty much two per meal. Especially during the pandemic, I can understand why that would be a thing, yeah. too. But um, talking about those, what's the most popular item on the menu? So 
one of the most popular dishes I would say would be the ultimate feast, which I told you guys about earlier. Mm-hmm. And for in dining, it is roughly around thirty dollars with the Pretty different feast. bunch of varieties of stuff to do, whether it's a family meal or whatnot. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's a different, it's a way different price, but because of everything you get with crab legs, fried shrimp, shrimp scampi, it's just pretty affordable. It's pretty affordable, it. I feel, mm-hmm. and sure. you get the choice of those two sides, which a lot of people like are baked potatoes, mashed potatoes. Um, but for items that are not seafood based, I would say. Our most popular is our Cajun chicken pasta, which is an Alfredo sauce with noodles and Cajun seasoning chicken mixed in. Um, but pretty much all of our Alfredo is also on the popular side of the items purchased. That's pretty interesting. You make me hungry just thinking about it. But um, Toby, what about you over here at Spaghetti Factory? What do you guys offer? So our popular item? our most popular item on the menu would have to either be our fish dishes and chicken and marshmallow Alfredo. We actually do a fish Friday every Friday, and it's a very big hit, and that's our busiest day of the week. Um, the fish we sell is haddock, and it can be served in many different ways. So, and what I mean is we have a bunch of options rather than just the regular fried haddock, which starts at $16.99, and then it continues on to our haddock El Rossi, and that's our biggest seller. And it's a broiled haddock with oil, breadcrumbs on top, served with spaghetti or steak fries, and that goes for $18.99. However, our stuffed sole with scallops and crab, lasagna, and linguine with white or red clam sauce, and Utica greens are also our biggest hits. In addition, every entree order will come with, again, the sides and the toasted bread. So with our our takeouts, for example, and our curbside that we offer, they do get loaves of bread like how they would if they were in. Even if they just walked into the store or whatnot. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, speaking of, that's pretty interesting that you're able to give away certain entrees, even though you're doing takeouts. During the COVID takeout, during the COVID shutdown. Were you doing takeouts only, or were you um, kind of still open during the whole um, pandemic? Um, yes, the Spaghetti Factory was only doing takeouts with a bonus of curbside. So um, I started working in June. That's when we just opened up for dine-in. At first, dine-in was slow, but once more people became comfortable, it increased. But this didn't affect our profits or anything like that for curbside in any way. The Spaghetti Factory always has offered takeout, but curbside was new this season, and they are going to continue it even if the restrictions from COVID do lift. So you guys kind of found a new way to start selling and get your product out there a little bit more as well. Yes, it has influenced our business tremendously. But uh, talking to Leah, um, do you guys still offer um your entrees too before you um during your curbside pickup, or do so, you still offer? Yeah, them? we still offer all of our meals. Um, we don't usually do curbside. Apparently, it is actually something that just started happening recently mm-hmm. this week. Um, but Transitioning to curbside pickup. And yeah, stuff. we were doing it during um, the pandemic and everything, but now it's going to be full time. So it's pretty cool that we're doing that. And you will get the same thing as if you were in dining. You would get two biscuits per meal. Oh, gotcha. So you still sort of get the um, the openers and stuff like that to so just kind of munch on it. Yeah. So that's pretty interesting that you guys are at least opening and sort of pandering to that side of the... Um, pandemic during the current climate of the pandemic do you feel like the availability of certain foods has been limited by covid go ahead Leah. for red lobster their menu became very limited um we do not have certain items like broccoli that are very absent to our menu right now um but that was one of the popular side items actually and um certain items as like 
dinner entrees would be like shrimp and um a famous one was the chicken the maple maple glazed chicken and those were two um noticeably missing items from your menu yeah not sure i see they're like no longer available not as of right now for whatever reason and i believe it's something to do with the uh pandemic do you have broccoli available at your store yes we do not a lot but we do it goes out very fastly because our alfredo dish is a chicken and mushroom alfredo but as many people prefer it they like broccoli in their alfredo so like a chicken and broccoli alfredo so most of the time when they order alfredo any customer they ask for an addition of broccoli interesting um are you missing anything else other than stuff like that so for the spaghetti factory we were limited to steaks for the first beginning of the months we usually pay 22 dollars for a steak but the price increased to 28 dollars then therefore a profit wasn't going to be made other than that there was no other items that have been very limited um in addition our menu has never changed any items any recipes they have all been the same and also there has been no new additions of anything on there it's been the same since they've opened for 42 42 years years. wow that's crazy you guys still offer the same promotions or have you offered different ones during the pandemic toby so for the spaghetti factory curbside was our promotion we have always offered takeout and dine-in but curbside that is what the promotion was for the pandemic it helped people tremendously so they were more comfortable not going into a restaurant that's why it's called curbside understandable yeah but relating to the food we have a family special that is only 39.99 which includes a whole tray of spaghetti and meatballs or sausage and a large antipasto and two loaves of our garlic bread and the meal is a very fulfilling meal so it helps out a lot of families around us so family meals are definitely a big staple of pandemic life at least yes it's pretty interesting for both stores to compare um when you guys open and uh, have your hours changed compared to pre-covid and now during covid so the spaghetti factory hours um we are an italian-based restaurant therefore any italian restaurant are closed on mondays and monday and tuesdays we are closed and then we are open wednesday thursday friday saturday and sunday um our hours are relatively the same they are always close around eight or nine and they always open at 12 and we do offer a lunch menu and that is only till 3 30 though and once we head towards the end of the season the lunch is no longer served on sundays gotcha. but looking over at the franchisee over at red lobster um what promotion are being offered during the pandemic for you guys and uh, when is your availability and stuff like that as for promotions during this pandemic we are offering our family deals for takeouts um they became very popular during this um pandemic and during the outbreak i feel many families including mine went out and bought a lot of these family deals that many restaurants were offering so i feel this promotion was a benefit to our company but still wasn't helping us with our usual profits and everything like that um as for like our regular promotions they change every three months so that is something that like We've been that's changed from pre-COVID to during yes. COVID. Gotcha. Very interesting. So, um, do you know when you're um available? What guys? What times you guys are open? And uh, have your hours changed compared to pre-COVID? So, actually, our hours have changed. Um, we used to be open Monday through Thursday, eleven to nine mm-hmm. p.m. Well, eleven a.m. to nine p.m. Gotcha. And uh-huh. um, now we are open Monday through Thursday. From 11.30 to 8.30. Oh, that's So it changed, like, by a half hour. slightly, just enough time to clean and sanitize everything almost. Yep. And then as for 
the weekends, we are open 11.30 to 9.30 now, where it was 11 to 10. Gotcha. So, so still a little bit of time yeah. to kind of clean up and make sure everything's really sanitized, at least before and after every day. I see. Yeah. Um, are there any differences that you guys can point out between um, Red Lobster and Spaghetti Factory and how they might influence your business? Uh, go ahead, Leah. For us, we are very electronical based with technology from when we clock in. It's all through the computer and when we put food and drink orders in. Gotcha. So it kind of helps to be able to see what's your bottom line, what's affecting things, what's being yep. bought, what's being sold. It's easier for us and it's I feel it's faster in a way. All right, but looking over at Spaghetti Factory, what's the difference there? So the Spaghetti Factory is all non-computerized. Um, for clocking in and clocking out, we do have the punch in, but sometimes that unfortunately doesn't work because of our location. We, The service and the technology down there is very sketchy. So it's kind just, spotty. yes, it doesn't get connection all the time. So most of the time we have to write in our hours. In addition with the register and the money aspect, it is all hand count. It is all written down, all it's all non-computerized, so it is. It gets frustrating when it gets busy, but and it is costly sometimes because it isn't held in one computerized system. So tickets could get lost because it is on a piece of paper. Just kind of missed orders, stuff like that. Do you feel? Is there any um look towards the future to see if you guys are upgraded computerized systems? We yeah. are going to up, up upgrade to computerized systems. Once stated again, this is my this is my boss's second season at this restaurant. Therefore, they are still getting used to the adjustments. Um, over the 42 years of span and it is very costly to do a computerized system system. because Mm -hmm. they have to put everything into that system everything Mm -hmm. in the restaurant for inventory and everything like that because actually our inventory is taken throughout a booklet handwritten that must be kind of crazy especially if you're the employee that has to write that down by hand every week every month every day it's every day we have to do the same thing for inventory Mm mm-hmm Gotcha. But then we put it through. But then computer. over at Red Lobster, you have the same thing, but you put it in the computer. They kind of keep track yeah. of it. Gotcha. And then off, also with our COVID sanitization, this kind of relates into it. So being a handheld, they hand us their credit cards as they will her, but we have to, we have to sanitize the card itself, the pen they use, the clipboard they use, the um, and we have actually four credit cards, a little kiosk, but it's we only have two of those, so. Many servers at once, many takeouts at once. It's continuous, continuous sanitization and making sure we take those protocols to keep our customers safe. And to add on to what she was saying about that, for us, we use um, like the Presto machines. I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure many of you have seen them before. Um, And those are pretty much where people have credit cards. We let them do it themselves and we clean the Prestos after they leave. So it's a little bit different of a sanitization tactic. So um, what do you guys do that um, you didn't do before COVID for um, sanitization and whatnot? Well, for us, it's pretty much you have to wear a mask all the mm-hmm. time. And we use a new cleaning um, spray for all the tables. It's gotcha. a Perel sanitizer. 99.9%. Yeah. Gosh, I understand. Mm-hmm. But moving over to Spaghetti Factory, you guys have to do the disinfect. Is there like a routine you guys have over yeah, there as well? Yeah, so we actually have like a step-by-step protoce- like protocol that we have to actually follow because of being a sole proprietorship. Um, we have to just like, we have to just learn how to focus and know how to do it ourselves. It's not like it's handed to us and mm-hmm. the guidelines tell us what to do, but again, them being their own business, it fit, we have to fit what they are doing. So, mm-hmm. for example, our menus. Every time someone uses the menus, we have a specific bucket the dirty ones go in. We can't place the menus out previously on the tables. 
and the silverware has to we can't pre-place stuff like we used to be able to so every time a menu comes back we have to sanitize that put it in the dry bucket and wait five minutes because that's how long it would take to kill the germs off from it in addition we do have to wear a mask the full time and the hostess stand right when you walk in has plexiglass right in front of your face so there is no like it's right in front of you so have you guys um over red lobster you guys put in a lot of those um plexiglasses in place since we have a lot more booths we have been putting the plexiglass in and going off of what she said about the menus we do not since our menu is now limited we just use paper menus so just discard them afterwards Yep, we just uh, get rid of them, so nobody ever reuses any of the menus. Okay, so there's two different approaches for sanitization. That is, um, you know, pretty interesting between a sole proprietorship and, say, a franchise. Yep. But um, do you guys have any closing remarks that you guys want to mention about um, Red Lobster or uh, Spaghetti Factory that we didn't end up touching on? As a business major, for like Sylvia speaking, mm-hmm. as a business major, this is a very good learning experience for me because it's determining what I want to do in my future, learning from. My boss, he teaches me a lot about it, going from a franchise to being his own. Being in there from 20 years up to however long. His own self. He's been actually working in the restaurant business since he was 11 years old. And a cool fact is he's worked at every single restaurant in Sylvan Beach, and now he owns one of the restaurants in Sylvan Beach. So, And he's a very, very, very good businessman. He knows what to do. Mm-hmm. And, and how keep people safe, obviously, with sanitization rules and whatnot. Yes, because all, like, again, our customer base is all regulars. I've picked up in this past four months working there every regular that comes in there. And it's just amazing because that's where we get our most of our profits from. So that's that's all I have to say. Speaking but. of, um, Leah, do you have, um with your um, target demographic, do you have a lot of people, regulars that come in and you recognize them by name? Or is it more um, diverse being up we in Hartford? Have, there's a big diverse i feel but mm-hmm. there is that majority of um customers that will come in that are regulars that are regulars mm-hmm. every there's some people that come in like every monday or every tuesday mm-hmm. but pretty much it's diverse i would gotcha. say okay i see so it's really hard to remember faces sometimes with it. so many people coming and going at least especially over new hartford with so much traffic especially sure. being on one of those main roads for sure i see actually relating to the customer aspect and our regulars they have specific tables they like to sit at in the restaurant. Hmm. And speaking of the tables, they all have to be six feet apart. And all of our tables, we used to have placemats on them. We don't know more. And the cheese, the Parmesan, the salt and pepper, and the drink menu has to always be taken off and brought to the table. It used to be always on the table. And we don't have any booths in the restaurant. There are all tables. So so walking in, you only have booths, or only have tables, and um, you have to set up everything after the customer gets there, not yes. before. Yes. So like you wouldn't be able to have salt or ketchup on there even before. Mm-mm. So like arrives. if we have a reservation, for example, we can't mm-hmm. preset that. And so they just, so um, some people might get angry saying, why aren't you ready? And whatnot. Yes, I bigger parties be- get very kind of upset, but we, like, we can set the tables up, of course, but we can't set the menus out and everything like that before. Have you uh, have you guys had a person deal with any customers that have been um, kind of contentious or angry about the new uh, regulations in place? Speaking of that, from the spaghetti report, spaghetti factory, yes, we have had multiple people that have come in without masks on, say, and they debated back with us on it. And we even have masks sitting up front if they don't have some, because sometimes you forget it's something we're all still learning still. In addition, the new New York State law with bars for example we have two bars in our restaurant and they're no longer open for sitting at and 
for takeout. So someone comes in for a takeout, they they can sit at the bar. But however, they cannot order a drink without ordering a full entree as they used to previously. And you can only take off your mask once you are seated. You cannot take it off if you were just standing there. That's I guess that's understandable, but it must be kind of weird having to debate with someone about wearing a mask. It's very hard because it's so new to everybody that they don't understand the laws that were in place because they aren't in that career. Mm-hmm. So we understand and we try to explain it to them, but the peop- some people are very harsh about it because some people don't believe in it. And that's totally respectable, but we're for a business, that's what we have yeah, so to do. By law, you're required to have to wear masks. Mm-hmm. But Aliyah, have you deal, dealt with any um, angry or contentious customers since the opening? Like what she said, it's pretty much the same thing over at our restaurant. Um, the bar is um, more of we're allowed to have uh, four people are allowed to as be long as they're six feet apart and whatnot. So seeing how our bar is kind of small, mm-hmm. that's as many as we could. We have it all taped off. Um, there, if there's allowed to only be four chairs too. Mm-hmm. So if a couple wants to sit together, they're allowed to do that. But no one else is allowed to like bring another chair within six to feet the of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm the four sure. chairs, um, mask have to be worn unless you're seated. And for us, you could have a drink if you have food in front of you, any sort of food in front mm-hmm. of you. If not, it's not allowed. All right. Well, um, thank you for the interview, and um, hope everyone has a nice night. And uh, we're gonna hand it back over to Zachary. Yep. Thank, thank you. you. After reviewing the two businesses, it appears that they have some similarities and differences in their reactions to the COVID-19 pandemic. One of the main similarities is the curbside pickup. This allows the business to practice social distancing as well as it allows the business to distribute their product safely. A plus side to curbside pickup appears to be that the business still distributes their popular entree to the customers. Let's get this bread. Another similarity is the price range. While our restaurants have different styles, it appears that the pasta is hit at both places. A strong difference is the promotions of the businesses. Promotions of the franchise are passed out corporately and changed based on a schedule. The sole proprietorship's promotions is based on the ownership's decisions on what will generate interest and attraction, as well as it may be influenced by what needs to be sold. One last difference is the fact that Red Lobster utilizes the computers and electronics to organize their ordering systems. This increases efficiency in terms of wait time. For the spaghetti factory, the owners utilize the old-fashioned paper and pencil method to track their orders. Let's give a big round of applause to our representatives, Leah Kimball and Sylvia Toby Meyer. Additionally, I would like to give a big shout out to our staff, Nick the Interviewer of Intellect, Schrader, and Brendan, the Recorder of Righteousness, Borscht. Thank you for helping us make this podcast possible. Until next time, stay well and love life.